When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Looking to get side of Fon, LaFondra away from Davis, 3-1 running, three points running. Hello and welcome to another Elm Park Royals podcast in association with the Reading Chronicle. I'm here for the final time, well, at least regularly, with Matt Joy. How are you doing, Matt? Much better than I was earlier in the week, mate. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, yeah, last one. So uh, hope, hopefully the boys can uh, do the job tomorrow to make it a good send-off. Yeah, that's just because you've been feeing under the weather, not because you really hated Reading this week, right? Like, well, yeah, both that, uh, after Derby, I guess. That was basically it, yeah, as I said to you before the recording started. I was bed-bound for about four days, so luckily I'm not COVID, had a test, all negative. Uh, but, um, yeah, feeling if I do sound a bit different than normal, and if I do start coughing, I have to apologise. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, not the the nicest thing to be but hey um uh, so this podcast we're going to do a bit differently uh we're not going to have someone from Cardiff chatting because we're gonna well hopefully do a bit of a longer chat with Matt unless he you know completely (laughs) deteriorates in in the next 30 minutes um and just looking back at some of his um favorite moments from from uh reporting on Reading and then maybe we'll get his view of the how the season's going to go but um, first, I guess we should actually touch on what's happened this week. And three points from from six, first defeat since the last international break. Would you have taken that going into it, Matt? I think so. Yeah, I think if you look at the last, what was it, five, five games maybe, with the, the three wins on the spin, the draw, uh, you know, and obviously the defeat, I think that's a very good return considering the, the you know, state of the squad at the moment. Um, Derby was perhaps just a game too far. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, they, they've recovered quite well, um, as Panovic alluded to previously. You know, he said that it would take time to bed in some of the new new players and get them firing. And I think we're seeing signs, certainly with players like Danny Drinkwater, that um, Panovic was, was spot on with that because he looks like now he's sort of raring to go. He, he looks like a, a classy, classy player. Yeah, and uh, it feels so long since, like, between doing these episodes because so much seems to happen during the week. But I just have to congratulate you on last week's prediction for a clean sheet against Middlesbrough. I don't know how you've done that, I, uh, but you were completely right. Yeah, I, I, I had a hunch, and it was based on nothing other than that. Um, I think I said two now. I think was it, or did I say? Yeah, one? you I said remember. two now. Yeah, but yeah, no, no I, I just had a had a feeling, as I said, and um, luckily. Luckily, the boys made me look probably a bit more intelligent and a bit more, uh, well, yeah, a bit more intelligent than I actually am. So uh, I look forward to giving a completely incorrect prediction at the end of this one to make up for it. 
Yeah, I um, I was talking to some people after the match, and and they said it, it never felt like a Warnock team. Like I was so like they had Uche Piazu on the bench, who's like a big man. Um, they they had a, well, they chucked on Mac. Well, they didn't chuck on Mac Crooks. Mac Crooks went to play up front eventually, but you would have thought they'd just absolutely launch balls at two makeshift central defenders, and and they never did. Yeah, and that, that's what the, the having had a quick scroll through. Um, some of what the Borough fans were saying. Um, it, yeah, that, that's what the... the um, you know, they, they were just confused, I think, a lot of supporters. Because it did see, as you said, that game is... If Neil Warnock's got a game that he's going to want, it's going to be something where he's got physical players up against players who are playing out of position uh, and an inexperienced goalkeeper at this level. Um, but yeah, they just didn't seem to... It was, yeah, it was, it was bizarre the way they set up. And thankfully... Uh, we got to see one final, perhaps, uh, Neil Warnock tantrum, which is always, always good to see. Yeah, I'm never convinced that Neil Warnock, I think Neil Warnock will be a football manager until, you know, he literally can't stand up anymore. So I'm sure he'll be back at the Medeski at some point. Um, hope, well, I was about to say, hopefully not in League One, because I imagine he'll drop down. Hopefully Reading are, are going to be safe. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's the other thing that this, this little run is done. It, it has made even the points deduction seem a bit more, not insignificant, but manageable. Yeah, I, I think at the start of this run of fixtures, if the if the news of the points deduction had broke, you know, maybe around the Huddersfield game, which I think was the we could all agree is probably the lowest point of the season. If the following day to that, the, the, you know, the, the news came out, would we have still seen, you know, Reading? I don't know. It's, it's hard to. I, I think are the players, you know. You know, giving a bit more because of um, the, the looming deduction or has it just come at, you know, is it a coincidence? I think, as you said, yeah, it seems to have. I mean, if, if the points deduction is six, you've, you've wiped that off with a couple of wins that you may not have expected that much, especially the Fulham one. So, but then again, equally, you know, we could have a run later in the season where we're playing teams around the bottom and, uh, you know, struggle to point, pick up points. So it, it does go in, you know, swings and roundabouts like that. But um, yeah, I mean, have it, and especially if you look back now at the, the teams up at the top half of the table, a lot of them Reading have already played. So hopefully the the form will continue, and I think the international break will come at a good a good point just to give the the lads a chance to have a breather and uh, you know build build back up because they put a lot in over the last few weeks, and you know I think they should be applauded. And um, you know I saw some tweets I thought was a little bit over the top after the derby performance. I don't know, not saying you know what do you expect, but it wasn't great, but then again, I thought it was a little bit of an overreaction by, you know, some people. Yeah, I mean, you look at the XG of the Derby match and it's kind of nobody had any big chances whatsoever and they've scored with a slightly unbelievable header from from a player who never scores goals. So they, they've got that little bit of luck that Reading occasionally get, they occasionally don't. Um, I do think George Pushgas uh, didn't, play too well like yeah it's hard with George Fiskas he I think he just made the wrong runs and I don't know if that's just because he's not played and he's not in tune with everyone else but um that was one of the good things in the Middlesbrough game and at Fulham is Junior Hoyler does look um you know like like he can play that role fairly well yeah and Paranovic has done incredibly well managed to you know pick up a squad that each player seems to be able to play three or four different positions uh, Julia Hoyle, another sort of utility man who's coming in. It's 
perhaps he wasn't expecting to have the role he's had, but he, he's yeah looked really good. Um, been very impressed with it. And I'll be honest, I've been surprised by how decent he's looked. I know he's not, um, you know, ch- challenging at the top of the, the goal charts, but I think he's been a, a really good acquisition. Um, just adds that little bit of experience, that little bit of street smarts up top. As for George Puskas, yeah, he, I mean, we, I think we would just be having the same conversation we, we always seem to have after he has a bad game. He's had some good games this year. He's had some shockers. I still don't think that playing him as a solitary striker is you know what you want at all because he's not in that ilk of striker but yeah he, he looked he he is clearly lacking a lot of confidence especially just in that 18 yard box and I do genuinely think if he does get you know a goal or two I, I would be more hopeful that you know he can put a run together because I think he is doing some good things but Derby was maybe a, a step back rather than a step forward yeah, I think Jordan said that he'd get eight goals by January, which is not looking too promising. But um, I'm not going. Obviously, I'm not going to bring that up every time. But I probably <laughs> will. Um, I mean, in in terms of Puskas, it kind of reminded me of the Coventry match. Like, he, I think John Swift and he just want to be running in the same space, and it all gets a bit confused. Whereas Hoylet does seem to be, um, you know, able to find pockets a little bit better. Um, Although I think that's being a little bit harsh because Puskas, as you say, has had some good games. Um, yeah, but the... I would just just one little caveat to that. I think if you've got John Swift, you've got Danny Drinkwater now, and you've got Alan Halalovic, you've got just in those three some incredible passes of a ball, long and short. So, I mean, you can't really comp- there, there is a a lack of. It's hard to because on the one hand you think, well, how can there be a lack of service? But on the other hand, you 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 know, watch Puskas and you think, well, he's had nothing really to work with which is bizarre because it completely contradicts one another. Um, I just think, yeah, it, they, they need to work on on you know the, him in the final third and just, just tweak a few bits and I'm sure he will uh, improve or certainly look better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Reading at the minute are still kind of in the mood. And I think this is Paunovic's kind of default where they're, they're more trying not to concede than they are trying to score goals at some points. And, and that's how... After the start of the season, that's absolutely fine with me. No, uh, sorry, that's not meant as a pejorative, yeah, no. but uh, like, um, I think that's probably why he doesn't get that service, even when he's got those players behind him. Because uh, as you say, I, I think he's probably a bit more, a bit more isolated than he has been in some games. But um, then you know, if it works, it works. And um, one of the other players that you know, Sean Brightly against Borough was Dejan Tetek. He had a bit of a rough twenty minutes um, to begin with, but. He looks like he, you know, got to grips with the level fairly well. He didn't have a great game against Derby, but who did? Yeah, I completely agree. I was very impressed with him against Middlesbrough, another player who looks like he can slot into a few roles. Again, you know, not his most natural position, and especially against Middlesbrough, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Derby, yeah, not not so much, but he's, he's certainly not lacking in attitude, not lacking in application. And if, if he does have a stinker player in a position that he's not, supposed to be you know and also you know you've got to think that he's playing at right back with a right back and a, and a central midfielder at centre half so it's not as if he's if he maybe if he had you know a, a Michael Morrison and a Liam Moore next to him they might be a little bit might be able to you know tutor him a little bit more in the in the heat of the game because you know he's not had that experience whereas those two have um obviously injuries have meant that's not possible but yeah, he's a he's a player I think who'll have a, a good good career and a good future at Reading hopefully yeah, I'm still trying to figure out whether he's 
left or right footed. Well, he's he is both, um, as far as I can tell. I think he prefers his left, which means that you know him playing at right backs even more impressive. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't add any more. But completely. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Easy, yeah, easy. This succinct, isn't it? Succinctly put that is from myself. Yeah, uh, so uh, two two of the other things we saw in the derby match um, was uh, Clark getting some minutes. Um, I'm, again, not entirely sure that we can properly critique him given the state of the game and, and everything. Um, he didn't really do too much. Um, but the more interesting one is Scott Dan seems to finally be fit enough to at least make an appearance. Um, are we expecting him to be... Uh, well, do you think he'll come in for one of Yeardom or Laurent? Presumably he has to, right? Or, or think... well, he'll probably come in for Tetek and, and move Yeardom over to right back, which is what we did against Derby. Yeah, I, I think that would be the, the case. And Panovic clearly has just been patient and he didn't want another man on the injury list. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he looks like he's raring to go now and hopefully... He can, you know, show what he can do and add a bit more experience. I think you're right. I think he will go into slot into centre half next to Josh Lauren, who, when you know the defenders come back at the moment, I'm not even sure whether you'd want to push him back in because he's doing such a good job at centre half. Um, but yeah, I think him and him and Dan would be my preferred pick uh, with with out on the right. Yeah, and it, I I found it quite interesting that we brought him on at an attacking corner, which kind of shows. He's not just here to defend. He is here to try and score and offer mm. some sort of threat um, that we don't really have. Uh, like when Morrison gets injured, I feel like he's the main threat from set pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm not not particularly convinced, and I never I haven't really been for the last couple of years. Whenever Reading get a corner, I don't think, oh, you know, this is we've got a chance here. It just doesn't it doesn't give me that excitement, which sounds like an incredibly uh, over dramatic way of saying it, but. Um, yeah, I just I don't think Reading have that much of a an imposing presence, especially when they when they get those set pieces. And I think John Swift. I, I'm not criticising the bloke at all because without him, who knows where we would be this year. But just sometimes I think his set piece delivery, not his you know free kicks, but his, his corners and stuff. I just, just I think they need to be a, a little bit better. Basically, I think that um, maybe he, he needs you know more options in the box, and maybe Dan can provide that. And you've got to think, obviously, a lot of the, the big lads, so to speak, players like Yaki Maze, Lucas Shaw, Michael Morrison, as you said, are obviously out at the moment. So less of a less of a threat there. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see him. We'll see him pop up uh, up at Cardiff or down at Cardiff or across at Cardiff. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think Swift was basically summed up by uh, free kick he had in the second half, where he hit the first man, comes back out to him, and he hits the first man again. Um, it isn't, yeah, I think Stephen Cabin13 on Twitter has put before, like, you want to see John Swift over a shooting free kick. You don't necessarily want to see him over one where he's, he's crossing it in. But then he got the assist on Liam Moore's corner at, uh, at Stoke. Yes. Way, yeah. way back in August. But, you know, it's obviously in the locker. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I must admit, Stephen, as you just said, he's a, I would highly recommend uh, any Reading fans listening to follow him because... He makes me feel incredibly uh, unintelligent sometimes reading through his tweets. I think, Jesus, yeah. I, I really need to think about what I tweet because I'm sure you could prove me wrong. Um, he's a, a very good account to follow. And yeah, he, I agree. You just, I think maybe I wouldn't mind seeing Alan Halalovic over. I think his 
short, well, you know, medium passing has looked really good. And even Danny Drinkwater, maybe give those two a, a go and see what they can do. Yeah, it's just nice to have the options, right? Mm. Like, I obviously we had Elise, Elise, still not convinced which one it is, um, uh, over those sort of positions last year. And, and that really counted at the beginning of the season as well. Um, I think it was always always going to be a little bit of a dip. Um, but we'll we'll see whether we can can pick it up as you say when when those big guys come back in and and who knows Clark as well is massive so so if he comes on and offers a target at any point may, maybe that'll that'll help I remember him scoring a header in an FA Youth Cup game and it was just because he was about two foot taller than all the other like sixteen and seventeen year olds on the pitch. It's like the the picture of I think it's is it Romelu Lukaku when he's about thirteen on playing for mm. yeah just it dwarfs everyone yeah no he's and you know that is what you want especially when you're chasing the game to have to have someone who makes home fans nervous whenever Reading gets set piece you don't you look at him you think oh god don't you don't want the ball landing on his head so yeah a, a bit more of a and especially with players like Clark you know you bring him in later in the game maybe he gets a bit of attention and frees up some of the other players at set pieces so yeah I think he's a, certainly a good option as well yeah, um, so coming to Cardiff, um, we're not really expecting much rotation other than maybe Dan coming in, are we? Yeah, uh, there's no no new injuries, no one, I don't think, other than, yeah, as you said, Dan, although he came off the bench, is close, close to fitness uh, at this point of the, the injured players. Liam Moore looks like he'll probably be the earliest, I think. I'm just trying to remember who is injured, Andy Renamota, I think he'll be... Around the squad as well, Liam Moore will be back after the international break, I think. And without having a list in front of me, I can't remember everyone else because there's so many of them. I think Felipe Aruna as well will be back within the next month. So, yeah, a few more options coming back, but maybe maybe not against Cardiff. Uh, and Mick McCarthy's under some pressure now. I'm not sure if everyone's seen the video on Twitter of them trying to play, well, try to defend around their own box, but it is funny. You should go find that. Um, it is quite good, yeah, it is good. Um, I but the the issue is they have Aidan Flint and Sean Morrison from set pieces. Uh, does does that worry you? Because it worries me. Uh, yes. Good. And then they also have um, what is his name? Very long throw on him, and I can't remember his name. Midfielder. So I remember we played. Yeah, no, the face you're giving me, you can't remember either. It's completely gone. But I remember we played. Uh, the the FA Cup. It was a really when we, uh, when we won on penalties. I remember doing the commentary for that game, and they had seemed to have a throw in every minute, and it was just you know copy and paste. Uh, and long it's throw Will, Will Volks, isn't it? Will Volks, that's it. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. So Sean Morrison, obviously well known to uh, to Reading fans, not perhaps my favourite player. Um, without giving too much. Uh, too much of a, a personal attack, I wouldn't, but certainly someone that maybe if he scored an own goal, I, I would find it a little bit funnier than anyone else. And I'll leave it at that. They've got Kiefer Moore up front as well. They are a big tick, like as you would expect from somewhere that's hired, uh, you know, Mick McCarthy. Um, God, everyone's names Neil are Warnock. just escaping. Yeah, Warnock and, and the Cardiff bloke. Uh, the, the Cardiff bloke, the Millwall the bloke. bloke. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, they are. They have a style of play and, and it feels like that might be the antithesis to Reading's style of play at the minute. Yeah, but then again, hopefully they will do a, do a Middlesbrough and 
fail to realise that that's the way to attack Reading at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be, it, there will be a lot of, um, I would have thought a lot of set pieces, a lot of crosses. I don't think it's going to be one for the, you know, ticky-tacker, passing it around, 100 pass moves, you know. I think it will be maybe a, a more of a sort of hit and hope job from the hosts. And that's probably, the as I said, the best way of, of getting at Reading at the moment. Yeah, I mean, one of one of the positives to that sort of thing is that Reading actually might be able to catch them on the break like we did at Fulham, and and they're not as incisive as, as say, a Fulham are. No, and I think, you know, even with the the, the injuries, Reading should be going there with confidence. I, I think Derby, yeah, we, we can go through, <laughs> through it. It was just not a very good night. A few players on off there, but I think in you know, recent form, and as you said, McCarthy under pressure, you've got to... You've, you should really be back in Reading for this one, and I think they they should be going there with, you know, the 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 thought of we get an early goal and the, you might get the home fans turning on the on the side. So we'll see, we'll see. I've just realised I said there won't be much rotation. I am assuming that Hoylet will come back in for Puskas as well, um, especially after midweek. I'm not sure that he did enough to really justify picking him. Um, so. That's the end of the, the preview section of the podcast. Um, so that that's it, Matt. Oh, wait, no. Should we do the prediction now or should we do that at the end? I, I, I can do it now. I, I let's let's do, do the it. prediction now. I think 2-1 Redden. I, I reckon it will be uh, maybe go 2-0 up and, and maybe 75th minute odd pull one back, set up a nervy finish. But I, I'm confident that Redden will get the win. I'm not at all confident, but let's let's feign it. Let's let's say three 0 Reading. Like go for it. Why not? Yeah, they've actually lost their last two games by by four goals um, against Blackburn and West Brom. So you know, there's hope there. There is hope there. Um, certainly, yeah, certainly, I, I completely agree. And um, yeah, again, not not entirely sure where the confidence is coming from. But uh, I'm very hopeful. I will be driving down there tomorrow full of uh, anticipation rather than dreading it. Yeah, it is nice to go in with with a little bit of optimism. Um, And and even even if we lose this game, I feel like this international break will be a lot calmer than the last one. Yeah, I mean, you go some for it to be any worse. (laughs) I think it was a, a, a long couple of weeks last time. I think if Reading even get a draw, you know, you you look back at that over the international break and you think they're in a good spot, all things considered at this stage of the season. Yeah, yeah, and that's a nice nice way to end our our preview time together. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So um, let's let's talk about your time as as a Reading reporter. Um, What what were your favourite moments? Are there there any that really stand out? Um, I think... There'll be a few. I couldn't pick one out. Um, the Fulham away game, uh, New Year's Day last year. Brilliant, brilliant game, brilliant performance. George Puskas's five-minute hat-trick up at Wigan was especially hysterical than the fact that I was surrounded by Wigan fans who 
and Paul Cook was just in front of us and they were absolutely incandescent and I just found it funnier and funnier every time that Puskas scored. So that was quite good. Um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of others that I can't quite think about at the moment. Um, Nottingham Forest at home as well, the 97th equaliser, that was particularly hysterical. Um, I, th- I think that's the way I've covered it. A lot of those games, I you know obviously do celebrate the goals and what have you, but I look back and I just think that was quite funny. And that's that's the way I try, I try and you know look back fondly at some games. Um, yeah, so I think those off the top of my head, I think if you had to if you had to say what was your best game, probably that Fulham away game. Yeah, I mean we have had some good games in the last couple of years, haven't we? Yeah, no, I've been I've been very fortunate. I think I've picked a, an exciting time to to cover the club. There have been a few shockers, but other than Huddersfield. I was thinking this as well the other day. Other than Huddersfield, I can't think of many that I remember driving home from and being, you know, annoyed. Uh, I was quite annoyed after Coventry as well at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's not been many thumpings, which has been quite nice off the top of my head again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been there have been some some real corkers, and I think I've been very lucky as well with the amount of wins I've managed to see on the road because I think. I, I couldn't tell you how many they are, but I, I'm certainly if you look at however many games I've done around 100 or so, whatever. If you looked at 100 before, I, I reckon off the top of my head that there'd be a lot more away wins. So I've got, got quite lucky with that as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you've never had to drive to Norwich to watch us lose 7 1 or something. No. So that's, that's definitely a positive. Yeah, I did have to go there and watch them uh, lose 4 1 this year. And then the way I. Anyone's driven to Norwich, I know it is the dullest drive in the world. And I managed to, I was just looking at my satellite, looking up, and there was a dead deer on the road straight in front of me, and I had no other choice but to go straight over it. So I was like, that just sums up my day, that does. I've just, that was, that was one where I thought, I'll oh, just get me home, just get me home, because I just, <laughs> sorry, that's a bit over the top of the bit. Uh, I mean, maybe should have said, you know, if you're squeamish, don't listen to that bit. But yeah, I do really think, okay. oh, my word. Let's not dwell on on the past and the negatives. Like, how how do you think that this season is going to go? Um, well, the rest of it anyway. I think uh, I think it depends. It depends how quickly some of the players come back from injury. It depends if we get any more injuries. You know, you look at sorry, two seconds. <coughs> you look at a player like John Swift. He's not had the best run of you know luck with injury over the last few years at the moment you know touch wood he's not picked up anything this year but if he goes you know does something in the next month or so and he's ruled out for a couple of months my prediction would you know probably be more inaccurate because of it so I think it very much depends if if we've had all that bad luck with injuries up front if we have and you know the the players come back around new year players like you know Zhao and Maybe Mateo, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I think a top half finish could be on the cards again, depending on points deductions and all that, and how active we can be in the January transfer window, and if any free agents come in. There's a lot of factors, but I think whatever the end result, I would be absolutely amazed if Reading were anywhere near, well, near the relegation zone, you know, within a couple of places. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I'm hoping that that threat is is pretty small uh, really like 
it does feel like those those signings that we made at the end of the transfer window have are like are good and have been beneficial. Uh, like Baba Rahman, he doesn't actually get talked about that much, but he is some player. Oh yeah, I, big fan of him. Big fan. He looks like he got shot in as well, which I you know, wouldn't have realised. But he started in season. So I think whatever you say about the club, and there's plenty of things you could you know, question over the last few months, but have to say, given all things considered, they really quite well in the transfer window. I thought every player, with all this other than uh, Scott Dan, obviously, but all the other five, you think, yeah, they all offer something. You don't think, oh, well, no offence to the bloke, but you know, you looked at sometimes when you had Sam Baldock on the bench or Sonia Luco and players like that, you thought, there's literally, there's no point. I, I had no confidence, and it's nothing against them as you know, people, Sam was a thoroughly lovely, lovely bloke. I've got to interview for the Forest game, I think it was, a couple of years ago, and he was one of the nicest running players I've interviewed, but I just didn't, didn't like him as a footballer. So all of them, I think, yeah, I, I would be happy to see any of them in the team, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, Sam Baldock just didn't really fit more than anything else, is it? Like, you, you don't want to be unnecessarily mean to someone, but if, if they're not going to gonna work in the system, it's a, it's a bit hard for them to excel. Um, yeah, so oh, what one one other prediction. Do you think Luke Southwood is going to keep his spot or do you think Raphael will come back in at some point? I think he will keep his spot. There's no reason to take him out at the moment. And I think Pavlovich will probably be thinking, if I do take him out, that opens me up to criticism because if he takes Southwood out let's say tomorrow and I'm not saying he would but you know if Rafa dropped a bit of a clang or let one in at his you know, near post which sometimes he has done that's just you know setting yourself up for avoidable criticism so I think he will keep a spot until until his form if it does you know dip a little bit but I don't see any reason other than rotation purposes but in goal you don't rotate as much so I think stick with him at the moment yeah, I mean, the the fact that Raf is also out of contract at the end of this summer, or start of this summer, end of this season, that's what I meant, uh, is, is probably going to help Southwood keep his place, you would imagine as well. Like, why bother dropping him just to then reinstate him at the beginning of next season? Um, and, yeah. like, sorry, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you no. first. I was just going to say that, you know, contract talk aside, the reason he's there is because he's been fantastic so far. And I think that's the main thing that you, you, you don't really need to say anything other than that, I don't think. I think he's there because since he's come in, he's been more or less faultless. I thought maybe the Dar- Derby's goal, you think, could have done a bit better. But as you said, it was a bit of a bizarre one. But yeah, why would you? I mean, you wouldn't, you, I think you look through the team and you look at maybe if you know, John Swift, you wouldn't think, oh, should we rotate him? You know, when Renamoto's back, would you think, you know, you know, of course you wouldn't, and I think it should be the same for Southwood. I think it would be bizarre to to change a you know a team that's really seemed to turn a corner. And like longer term, are, are you hopeful? Um, like maybe beyond this season, that that Reading are going in the right direction. I think they've got the best manager at the moment. They could do. They could have. Um, I think. Uh, don't want to sound too pessimistic, but I'm not sure because I think you look at a lot of players who are out of contract. As you said, you know, about Rafa, there's plenty of other ones that are out of contract next year. The financial issues, obviously, these accounts have only taken the, the latest 
accounts, which all this, you know, points to the stuff is based off, and only took into account the first couple of months of the pandemic. So the next ones are going to look even more brutal. I do. I think there's a, you know, a, another Michael and Lise coming through into the academy, you know, into the squad that you think oh, you can pin your hopes on him. There's a few players who I, I, I think will certainly, you know, be in the Reading team, but whether they'll be stars, I'm not sure. So, honestly, I, I think I'm. It could be a. a I'm, I'm a bit worried at how the the squad will look at the start of next season um but hopefully hopefully that that's not me predicting it will be you know a complete shambles it's me more hoping it won't be yeah oh well that's a happy and upbeat way to leave leave this we'll probably be derby by the start of next season and but we'll have already had our points yeah, to, so. to be honest i think it, it's going to be a, an interesting year or so off the field i think the the owners hope We'll see a bit more of them. I really wouldn't, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't expect it, but again, hope it. Um, yeah, I just, I just hope that the, the, the there isn't a mass exodus. I think if you look at some of the players who are out contract next year, if we don't get a fee for them, yeah, that would be an absolute travesty. So I think I'd leave it at that. Yeah, well, but we'll be able to sell Danny Drinkwater on a free. So there is there is also that. Maybe he'll take a substantial wage cut. Yeah, yeah. He, he really would have to, I think, at this point. So <laughs> I'm not sure whether he would, but um, let's, let's just enjoy, enjoy him while he's looking good at the moment. Yeah, he's made his millions. Why does he need more money? That's, that's, I, I'd turn down more, more wages if it meant being happy. Um, yeah, anyway... That's that's where we're going to leave it. So, Matt, thank you very much for joining us every week for all of these. It is much appreciated. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that uh, wants to wish you good luck in, in everything that you go on to do. Uh, and I'm sure that... Up... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say thank you. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and you know, having these chats and with Paul as well beforehand. I think, yeah, you... I just want to say Paul has done such a fantastic job at, and obviously you have as well and you know Alex says and everyone else who contributes but, but you know you've really out of out of nothing you've produced you know this this podcast and everything else that El Buckley has done there's such a I, I, there's such a fantastic community on Twitter of people that you know have made me kept me you know, kept me smiling kept me giggling during some of the longer days especially during the pandemic when um, I must be honest my mental health is about as bad as it could be so I, I i owe a lot other than just the football incense to the you know the people who have uh supported my work and and you know engaged with it and, and communicating yeah, however you want to dress it up i've been very very blessed very fortunate to have this role and um i'm you know, i always will be grateful for how i've been received from the reading fans and i, I can't wait to be back in the, in the ground as a sport and you know back on here as a, as a fan maybe in, in the coming weeks and months yeah well I, if i see you i will definitely buy you a pint and i'm sure i'm not the only one so matt for Thank the final time yeah well i'll be in the bar after the match uh well not this match because i can't be bothered to travel to cardiff but next home game yeah yeah that sounds good okay well Thanks very much, Matt, and uh, we'll see you 
well, everyone listening after the international break. <laughs> 